Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Michael Corbin and joining me remotely this week is Emmanuel Penglis. Emmanuel, how are you? Michael, I am all right. Uh, not as good as you though. Perfect round. Yeah. Feeling things are... pretty, pretty wrapped with yourself. Your Roosters won. You got a perfect round. Joseph Suwali's in the extended squad. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, very good, very good week. Uh, in third place, I think I'm a point behind first in the tipping comp. I've been talking a lot of shit this year, and I'm finally yeah. starting to back it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well done. Uh, exciting week, though, for uh, South Sydney fans with Alex Johnson finally uh, breaking the all-time club try-scoring record, 147 tries. Uh in only eight seasons, eclipsed Nathan Merritt, scored another hat-trick that's multiple for him now. Uh, really impressive milestone. Um, one of the things I love most about this, Mike, is that the club didn't want him two years ago. And once again, it was a petition from the fans that sort of saved it. Uh, and sometimes people power is what's best um, for anyone that hasn't watched, I recommend watching the first question at the post-match press conference. Absolutely hilarious. Um, but, yeah, very exciting. If only people power work last year, Emmanuel, you might still have Adam Reynolds and be a competing team this year. Yeah. But let's get on to the big news out of this week, and that's the State of Origin teams. <laughs> um, and a couple surprises here and there, but for the most part, I think it's pretty chalk. It's pretty much what everyone had picked, other than, I guess, the big news is Daniel Tupu is on the wing instead of Josh Adokar uh, for Freddie's Blues. Do you want to run through the team? Yep. Give me one sec and I will. Um, the only, I think the thing, Mike, that just before we, we run through the teams, one of, one of the things I think that's, a bit of a surprise is it does seem to be a bit reactionary to what Queensland has done, uh, which is rather surprising. But anyway, I'll run through it now. So uh, at fullback for the Blues, Tedesco on the wings, To'o and Tupo. In the centres, Stags and Whiten, who I think might have been a surprise to most people. In the halves, Luai and Cleary. The props, Payne Haas, we'll talk about him later, and Junior Paolo, uh, hooker Damien Cook, second rows, uh, Cam Murray and Tarek Sims, and lock forward Isaiah Yo. Uh, on the interchange, Cri uh, Stephen Crichton, Liam Martin, RCG, and Ryan Madison. And the reserves are uh, Nico Hines, Tyson Frizzell, Jacob Saifidi, Joseph Suwali, and Uppy Corusau. So uh, let's dissect this before we get to Queensland. Yeah. So obviously, the two big names that uh, are shocks are Whiten in the centres. Everyone thought that would be Stephen Crichton. Uh, and Tupo on the wing. And it appears that, look, I, everyone here has heard my thoughts on Jack Whiten. I don't think he is 
as crash hot as a lot of people think he is. And I definitely don't think that he's a center. We tried this a couple of years ago and it didn't work. I don't really like this decision. Uh, I would have preferred him to be, if he was in the squad, be number 14, be that utility off the bench and Stephen Crichton play that center role. Uh, so it doesn't quite make sense to me. The Tupu decision, I know there's a lot of uproar. Josh Adekar has been fantastic for the Blues every time that he's worn that jumper. 10 tries in 12 games over the last four series. But the reality is that at the moment, he is out of form. And what Daniel Tupu offers is a very different skill set to what Josh Adokar offers. Adokar is, as Gus would say, the fastest man in rugby league, right? The fastest man on the planet, right? But in terms of bringing the ball out of your own end, there's very few that are better than Toto and Daniel Tupu. And under the high ball, there is no better than Daniel Tupo, in my opinion. And you're going to get very similar finishing. Uh, and Tupo is probably better on defense. So I can see where Freddie is going with that decision. And in terms of form, Joshua Carr hasn't been in great form this year for Canterbury. And that's part of the, the team that he's at. Right? Whereas Tupu is on a, a team that's in the eight. He's been playing well. He had one terrible game against the Dragons. But other than that, he's been excellent all year, been one of our best. So, look, I, I understand the decision, picking players on form, which is what you said, which what you said Queensland has done. Yeah, I, I struggle a bit with the whole Josh Adokar is not in form, uh, but somehow Jack Whiten is. Uh, I think there's, there's a bit of concern here with the Blues. They were looking for a playmaking centre, I think, just in case they need to cover their halves. I'm not sure if Jack Whiten is the right option, but he is familiar with the New South Wales system, uh, having been there before. Um, I, to me, I would not have gone with him if they were looking for a playmaker. I just I don't think it, it gels that well. But maybe they've done it based on he has a bit more origin experience and um, it might just cover them in the back five a bit. Um, so I, I don't really know there. I think I think it is a bit reactionary. Yeah, it's I yeah, the white decision I'm not too happy about. I guess it gives you a left foot kicker as well, someone with a pretty decent boot. Uh Crichton doesn't have that. Uh, but you know, if you played Hines on the bench, you can bring him on, you got another you know, got another kicker there. I don't know. There's there's if I don't fully support the decision, but other than that, look, some other decisions, Tarek Sims keeping his spot, he's Always put in the best effort for New South Wales. Understand that. Uh, Jake Dubojevic is out of the squad. He missed the last two games for New South Wales last year through injury. Um, but his role is a bit redundant with the likes of Cam Murray and Isaiah Yo. Uh, yeah. And Angus Crichton, another one missing out. Uh, he started off the season in poor form, bounced back a little bit. But I think with, you know, I think Liam Martin's been one of the best second roles in the competition. Uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard, you need some size on the bench. You need players who can play in the middle. And Ryan Madison has been awesome coming off the bench as an impact player for the Parramatta. So I understand that decision as well. Yeah, um, in the extended squad, I don't really get the inclusion of Frizzell. But Experience maybe, I guess. I guess it's to fill a Tarek-like role if needed, a bit more experience there. I yeah. did hear that um, Paul McGregor is the assistant coach for the Blues, so yeah. maybe there's a bit of a reunion with some Dragons players too. Yeah, so he's taken over Craig Fitzgibbon's role as the assistant coach. Uh, and also, I love that Suali's in the development team. 
uh, part of the development squad. Won't play, obviously, but the experience, he's been awesome this year. Uh, defensively, he's leaps and bounds more advanced than I thought he could ever be at age 18. Um, putting on some excellent hits, perfect, perfect tackling technique. So, yeah, really, really happy that he's going to get this experience and should only be better for it heading down the track. Yeah, that's all what he learned at his original club as well. So, um, anyway, we he played for a month, maybe, not even. <laughs> um, okay, over Please to land. the Morocco. So, uh, Freddie actually looking to make this his fourth series win. And, Mike, part of the logic here, I think, is game one is in Sydney. It is crucial that the Blues win this. Um so that they don't have to wrap up the series at Suncorp, I think is part of the mentality. So it's a cover all basis type of approach there. Um, I think it's just sort of um, ring proofing the series. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Okay. So for the Maroons, uh, a lot of Queensland team, as in club team representatives. Um, so quite a few Cowboys, a few Broncos, uh, not really surprising. Uh, given the given the positions they are on the ladder. So uh, Pong is at fullback. Cobbo will make his origin debut uh, with Xavier Coates on the other wing. Holmes and Gagai, what a centre pairing that is. Uh, Munster and Cherry Evans in the halves doesn't get much better. Big Tino and Papali, um, Papali'i, uh, Josh Papali at um, prop. Ben Hunt at hooker. Uh, Kate Well and Kafusi in the second row. And Cotter has earned his lock spot. Uh, on the interchange, Harry Grant, Lindsay Collins, Pat Carrigan, and Jeremiah Nanai. And in the reserves, Dearden, Arrow, Flegler, The Hammer, and Tuolungi. Uh, it's a very strong team. It's a big team. It's a tall team. It's a team that's been winning a lot of football games. Yeah, that's the thing. Every single player on this team basically is coming into form. Uh, coming, coming in in form. And other than maybe you could say Daly Cherry Evans. But, you know, with the players around him, it won't matter too much. I guess the the big point of uh, interest is that Ben Hunt is starting at hooker over Harry Grant. Harry Grant coming in under a bit of an injury cloud. And in that final game last year, Ben Hunt was the best player on the field. So Slater has come out and said that he has thoroughly deserved that spot at number nine uh, and wildcard Harry Grant coming off the bench because he has torched us in the past when he's come off the bench. I remember it was a couple of years ago when they started with Jake Friend and then Harry Grant came off the bench and he demolished us, absolutely toyed of us, was so impactful and that's what I'm scared of, Harry Grant coming off the bench because he is the best hooker in the competition at the moment. Uh, he's just under a bit of an injury cloud. Pretty... There's a rumour going around that Harry Grant has a virus. There's a rumour going around that he's injured. Uh, the Queensland virus usually rears its head uh, a bit later in the camp week. So um, yeah, normally hits around really- Friday, Thursday or Friday, you know, a couple of week, couple of days out from the game. That's where that's where it normally strikes. So get ready for more shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I think so a very strong team. I think probably the biggest surprise um, – for some, might be Jai Arrow on the reserves. It's been a bit of a talking point. Uh, but I think given the form of the others, it's it's hard to argue with their positions. Um, other interesting point uh, that Billy Slater discussed last night on NRL 360 is Wayne is uh, around. He's uh, a sounding board for Slater. So it, it's great. He's got assistant coaches um, 
that are that are really strong in Josh Hannay, who is at Cronulla, and Jonathan Thurston, who is probably one of the greatest Origin players of all time. Cam Smith will be around. It's it's at Queensland is back, and I think that New South Wales starting as favourites for this game. I think as it gets closer to game day, that those odds will narrow. Yeah, I think New South Wales is getting the rub at the moment just because of how dominant they were last series. But this Queensland team is a much better team than it was last year. You've got your incredibly athletic outside backs. You've got your really hard, big working forwards. And this team is young as well. Other than really Daily Chairman's Ben Hunt, a lot of the players on this team haven't got a lot of experience. Uh, but, you know... Coming in on form, Ruben Cotter is an excellent pick. Really like what he's done this year for the Cowboys. It's interesting to see how they'll be using Nanai. Don't know where he will fit in, but he can find the try line better than almost any other forward in the competition at the moment. And it's going to be interesting to see how good Selwyn Cobo is under the bright lights. This is the biggest game he will have played in. Has looked electric for the Broncos this year, but... Origin is a slower, tougher, more physical game where any mistake you pay for. So he needs to be in his A game and I want to see how that pressure mounts for him. Yeah, and probably a bigger challenge for those Maroons debutants because their game is away from home. Uh, so it's not going to be a very helpful crowd behind their back. No, no not at all. All right, we will we will leave our predictions um, and tips for next week. I think because we're recording on we'll record on Tuesday and the games on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, one comment, Mike. Any thoughts on the refs? Ah, uh, so yeah, well, the ref is Ashley Klein and the video ref is Grant Atkins. Uh, so if there is any brouhaha, biff, shenanigans that go on, you definitely know that it will not be under control and <laughs> that it will all hell will break loose because. Ashley Klein is awful at controlling a football game. Yeah, that's my opinion. Joey, we'll leave it at Joey Manu. Joey <laughs> Manu will be very happy he doesn't play State of Origin. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why Grant Atkins wasn't chosen as the, the whistleblower, to be honest. He is, or Jared, or Jared I think, Sutton a very good Cummins. ref. Take your pick. Ashley yeah. Klein was, would not be my okay. third, fourth, or fifth choice. Okay, leaving Origin to one side. What else has been in the news? Uh, uh, obviously, the big guy... news. The big news. Yeah, some guy in Brisbane. You going to talk about? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Big guy in Brisbane. Probably the biggest guy in Brisbane. Payne Haas. Last week, I think it was about Wednesday last week. Contract negotiations broke down, and he kicked up a stink and asked for an immediate release from the club. Now, since then, about. Well, we're recording this at 7.30 on Wednesday. About an hour ago, he's backflipped on that and said he's not seeking an immediate release. We'll play out his, the rest of his contract. We will see. I don't believe that. Uh, but, Emmanuel, what are your thoughts on this whole fiasco? I love the Broncos fans for calling it out for what it was and booing him. That's his own fans in his hometown at a home game, and it's exactly what he deserves because, you know, if you want to win a premiership, you're part of a team. You don't do it yourself. And uh, it was, it's, I think, very selfish. Uh, it's not necessary. And I, and I actually don't think he's worth much more money than, he, than he's currently earning. He hasn't won a competition. No one's going to pay that much for a prop if they're smart. 
mean, the only teams that have spent more than a million dollars on forwards recently have been the Titans, and look how that's going. And the Cowboys. Only two, only and, two forwards on a million dollars. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, so look, I, I mean, some some further details. Uh, so apparently, last there was rumors a couple of weeks ago. And I think we even mentioned it that uh, Payne Haas could hit the market at you know and be a one million dollar player. His agents got word of that. His managers got word of that, and they have started looking at trying to uh, modify his current deal to earn that much money. He's currently on about seven hundred fifty thousand this year. And that goes up $50,000 for the next two years as well. And then there was also a stipulation that if the Broncos don't make it top four this year, then he can he gets granted a release from the club. They're the stipulations. And he thinks that he's been treated unfairly. Uh, I Look, I think this is ridiculous. I, I don't agree with anything that he's doing. Seems like a money grab. Uh and yeah, I don't love it. Uh, and I, look, the Roosters were the one club that everyone was like, "Oh, he's going to go to the Roosters eventually." At this point, I don't want him. I don't want. I don't want this drama. Yeah, and I think the other thing is like you. You have a look at Newcastle, and they're sort of beholden to one player. And I know we always come back to Ponga, but it's going to be a similar situation. Um, and it becomes a circus. And Brisbane is too big a club and too important a club to be uh, rattled by those distractions. I think the club's made the right call. I think probably the shock, the reality check that the fans gave him was probably a really good thing. Uh, and let's see how it goes. The other thing is, like, who needs this distraction on the eve of origin anyway? Uh, it's ridiculous. And um, he might be getting a bit of a reality check in the camp. Yeah. I think being around those veteran players and, you know, people who, you know, the Broncos team, for the most part, is quite a young team, other than Adam Reynolds and, I guess, Kurt Capewell. But, you know, you've got this going on. You'd think that maybe a couple of these veteran players would have his year and be like, well, pull your head out. This, is, this isn't part of it. Like, we, we don't want to hear about this. We don't want to... We don't want these distractions and we want you to move past it and maybe maybe it'll help him out. You mentioned Ponga and, and, and you mentioned the fact that he's a proper four. This is the thing. He's not a halfback. He's not a spine player. And the reality of it is, if you're not a spine player, you're not making a million dollars a year and being on a championship, a premiership winning club because teams like that, teams that are are destined to win premierships and build to win premierships just don't spend that kind of money on a forward. It just doesn't make sense. And that's the other thing. Like, identify me premiership winning clubs that have in the last few years had forwards on more than a million dollars. I think I think it would be a real stretch. I mean, you'd probably get a playmaker that's in that area, but a forward of that amount. No, there's none. There is none. There's only there's well, there's only two forwards who are on contracts of a million dollars or more, and that's David Feder and Jason Taumalolo. Now, the Cowboys in 2015, I don't think he'd signed that deal yet. And I guess 2017 they made the grand final, but other than that, yeah, there's just hasn't been a other, yeah, other than Jason Tamalolo, it doesn't work. No, I'm with you, Mike. I'm 100% with you. Should we get into a couple, couple more signing news, a uh, bit more signing news? Uh, right. You mentioned Adam Elliott uh, to me before. Yeah. He has signed with the Newcastle Knights. Could be a really good number 13 for them. Uh, and that also, so he is going out with Millie Boyle. I think they're married, actually. Or they're, they're, they're engaged. And Millie Boyle, obviously, uh, New South Wales. Uh, 
an NRLW Player of the Year. She signed with the Knights as well, who are bringing in a team next year. And they wanted to go to the same club together, which is really cool. So they're both heading to Newcastle. Siwa Takiaho uh, confirmed about an hour ago that uh, he will be leaving the club at the end of the year. Jack Bird has re-signed with the Dragons. Ewan Aiken is going to the Dolphins. And it looks like Ryan Madison uh, on the on the eve of his uh, origin debut uh, has also is also inking a deal with uh, the Dolphins and will be their first skipper, which is pretty cool. Good pickup, I think. Um, who was the one you said before? Where is Tagiaho going? Tagiaho is going to Catalans. Oh, a yeah. loss. Yeah, it is a loss. Yeah. Okay. Round 13. Should we do it? Yeah. Should we go through the tips first? Tipping ladder? Uh, we should. Mike, do you want to do it this week? Uh, sure. I can go through it. So I believe in first place at the moment is still Gabriella Fitzpatrick. Uh, just on margin at the moment. She's uh, missed a couple of the last few weeks and a perfect round from Nick Saturis allowed him to uh, jump into equal first. Uh, actually, they're tied on margin as well. So, yeah, equal first with Nick Saturis, uh, last year's winner. I am sitting in third place after a perfect round as well. Uh, fourth place, Peter Georges. Fifth, John Hetchley's. Sixth, Eleni. Dropped from second to sixth. Bad week. Tipped against the Roosters. Um, mm. MJ in seventh. Uh, Tony Corbin in eighth. Clive in ninth. And Anthony Penkless in tenth. Followed by Emmanuel Penkless in eleventh. That's the top eleven for you. Uh, I love this kind of week because Dragons fans really jump up the ladder because their team had it on the win. Dragons fans do jump up. Uh, that was that was the hardest game of the round to pick, I think, for me. Um, and I was very nervous at one point. Uh, however, yeah. round 13, Emmanuel, we only have four games. And this is where this is where it gets difficult. We're going to go through each game right now. So do we want to start with Thursday night? Thursday night game? Yeah. So Thursday night, the Titans host the Cowboys. Titans just been woeful. Um Big Tino had 23 hit-ups and 271 metres against the Broncos, uh, so his absence will be sorely felt. Fafita's also out after aggravating a knee injury against Brisbane in his first game back from three weeks on the sideline. That is a very expensive sideline. Uh, Mo Fotoaker returns from an ankle injury at prop, and Isaac Liu goes to lock to fill the hole left by Tino. Herbert with a calf. Uh, returns in the centres, pushing Masters to the bench. Sexton and Isako suffered shoulder injuries against Brisbane but have been named to play. For the Cowboys, Tamalolo's return from a knee injury is a massive boost with Holmes, Cotter, Dearden and Nanai on Maroon's duty. Tuolungi and the Hammer also made Slater's 22-man squad, as we said, and they've been re- released to play for the Cowboys. Um the hammer moves to the centre to take Holmes' place. Brendan Elliott comes in on the wing and Ben Hampton is the new 5'8". Hess moves from lock to prop. Lukey goes into the starting side in the second row and Connolly Lemuelu joins the bench. Yeah, so Titans are the first team ever to blow two 20-point leads in a season. And it's only round 13, which is a not a stat that you would like to have on your record. 
Uh, I am tipping the Cowboys in this one, despite having four players out for Origin duty. I think the boost of Tamalolo will really help them. And I think other than like the loss of Tino is a is big for the Titans this week. Uh, obviously, Origin duties. He's been their best player the last few weeks. He's led them from led them on the front foot. Even you know they got a couple wins in there, and yeah, he's he's a. Uh, I don't I don't see how they replace his efforts, and that's why I'm tipping the Cowboys. I just think they're a better coach team at the moment, in better form, and will be able to cover the numbers lost due to Origin. Okay, Friday night's game: the Panthers host the Bulldogs at. Blue Bet Stadium, uh, Penrith with a host of stars out for this one. But Sean O'Sullivan, who has been impressive uh, steering the ship in Cleary's absence before, will take charge again. And Kurt Falls makes his NRL debut at 5'8", with Luay also on Blues duty. Uh, Robert Jennings and Charlie Staines join the back line for Crichton and To'o. Off Smith and Eisenhuth come in for Martin and Yo. Coruscant was named amongst the Blue Reserves, but will be released to play in a big boost for Ivan Cleary. There's some pretty handy subs, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, I, there was a lot of talk about how good the Cowboys have been the last few weeks. They come up against Penrith 22-0. This Penrith yeah. team is just ridiculous. This is a really tough one, though. Six players out. Bulldogs yeah. looks feisty yeah. against the um, Dragons. But for the, dogs, for the Dogs, they've got their own issues, though, with Pangai Jr. sidelined after missing the Dragons game due to back spasms. Uh, Raymond Fatala Mariner has been promoted to the starting side and Waddell goes to the bench. Siamana Fugai has been called on the bench, has been recalled on the bench, pushing Simpson to the reserves. Uh, as we discussed, Ado Carr could consider himself unlikely to miss Blues selection, but Mick Potter will be pretty thrilled to have him in the team. Yeah, I think he has a lot to prove this week. I'm actually going to go the Bulldogs this week. I don't feel good about it, but I just think the amount of outs that Penrith have in key positions, uh, I just, I can't. I think Matt Burton will want to prove something as well. And, you know, the the thing that a lot of people don't realise about defence is it's communication with the halves, the, the halves make with their back line. And when both halves are out, that communication is a lot tougher to, to deal with. And it's, I just think that this force that has been Penrith for the, last, the first 12 rounds of the competition will be lacking a little bit just because you've got these new players stepping in. And although Dylan Edwards will do a lot of the talking, I just think that the dogs have a bit more consistency on their side at the moment in terms of roster. Yeah. And uh, we all know they need all the help they can get okay uh one game on saturday night and it is a cracker it's the manly up against the warriors uh these two sides played earlier in the season if i recall um, yeah, it was a one point game wasn't it yeah manly's first win from memory yeah um so Obviously, DC is on origin duty, but Tapao, Saab, and Lawton all return. Saab will play his first game since round eight, uh, taking over from Tafua while Lawton and Tapao are on the bench. A shuffle at the scrum base sees four and slide to halfback, and Schuster moved to 5 8. Walker's being named on the bench despite suffering a knee injury against the Storm, and Jake takes over as captain. For the Warriors, Egan 
and Bailey Sirenen have been named to return in a boost for the Warriors as they look to avoid a fifth loss on the trot. Uh, Egan takes over at hooker from Lusik, who goes to 18th man, while Sirenen joins the bench at the expense of Louis. Rocco Berry comes in at centre in place of Vilea, while Murchie has been named at lock and will be monitored. Yeah, no Charlie, no Cherry Evans, no Trebojevic. I just I don't know where. Oh, Paramount. Oh, sorry, Manly. Yeah, they weren't they weren't great against Melbourne. They they lacked a lot of everything, and I think the Warriors can do this without those two key players for Manly. This again, these weeks are tough when you have key players missing from key positions. Really difficult to pick who wins. Uh, I'm going the Warriors at the moment. I think, Mike, something we're probably going to have to talk about maybe at the, towards the end of Origin is whether Manly's premiership window has closed uh, with Tom out for the season and um, obviously Kieran Foran moving to the Gold Coast next year. It, it is um, – this is probably – there was a big chance for them to capitalise on last year's efforts but we'll save that conversation for another day. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one game on Sunday afternoon back at GIO Stadium, which based on uh, – so Canberra host the Roosters in what should be a really good game. Um, they, of course, um, have a bit of a rivalry following that 2019 grand final. Uh, for the Raiders, two big outs with Whiten and Papali uh, in Camp Origin 1. Frawley played 5-8 in round 9 and 10 when Whiten was suspended and gets number 6 again. Forsborough moves to starting prop. CHN and Mooney are the new faces on the bench with Schiller going to 18th man. For the Chooks, Manu shifts from centre to fullback to cover for Teddy as Naquama is the new centre. Billy Smith comes in on the wing for Tupo um, with Collins in camp. Taukeaho moves to prop and Tupanua comes onto the starting side. Egan Butch is the new face on the bench. Uh, Suwali earned a call-up and is listed to the Blues and is listed amongst the reserves. Um, he suffered a Category 1 concussion against the Sharks but is expected to be released to play for the Roosters. I think this team might change, Mike. Yeah, our back line is not going to look like this. I am yeah. pretty sure that Nikwama will not be centre. He will be on the wing. Uh, it just depends whether yeah. we keep... Suwali on the wing or he moves into a position that I expect we see him play down the line at centre. Uh, so, yeah, that's there the two moves. I, I could see, yeah, is definitely going to play on the wing. It's just a matter of who plays centre, Billy Smith or Joseph Suwali. Um, Nat Butcher could also shift to the edge and, I don't know, someone else play lock. Uh which we did last week. Yeah, I'm tipping the Roosters. I think that we've gotten better and better over the last few weeks. We've put in some really strong performances. That Bondi wall is close to coming back. Hasn't put in an 80-minute performance yet, but there are signs that we can hold teams out for long periods of time. And, you know, we've lost to some bad teams this year, but we've beaten most of the good teams other than Penrith. So... I think that the Raiders we can knock off, especially without Papali'i and Whiten. Okay, so recapping your tips, Mike, you've gone the Cowboys to win on the Gold Coast, the Bulldogs to win at Penrith. Yeah. Did you go Manly? No, I went the Warriors. At Brookie, okay. And um, the Roosters to win in Canberra. So short round that one. 
no doubt if Michael gets four out of four, we'll all be hearing about it next Tuesday. You sure will. <laughs> uh, that's it. I, th- I think that's it, Emmanuel. We will be back next week with our Origin Game 1 preview. And I think that's it. Short week. Not as much football to watch this week. But we've got a big one next Wednesday. Yeah, sure do. Uh, have a great week, anyone? Everyone? <laughs> anyone? <laughs> anyone? Uh, yeah, have a great week, everyone. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. And one last thing, Emmanuel, how good is Rugby League? How good is Rugby League? Thanks, Michael. Thanks, guys. <laughs>